0: Okay, Garrett, you got the Doritos? Got my Mountain Dew, got my Doritos. You got your, oh, man, perfect. perfect. You got got the, the Hot Pockets in the oven. I'm ready to ancient roll. Ancient alchemy at work. When those two materials mix inside your gastrointestinal tract, <laughs> it's like it conjures up some of the most creative juices uh, known to man. That's not, why. Not only That's that, you're
1: teleported I'm... to a new world off of oh, yes, caverns,
0: dungeons. Caverns, dungeons, castles railroads maybe <laughs> <laughs> it depends on where you're playing oh man <clears throat> i'm excited i'm excited to eat this food yeah. and i'm excited to do a little bit of rpg with you today i know
1: the second ever rpg on roll and move this is going to be great i know uh, it's
0: like once in like two or three days it's like an epidemic or something like that. i don't <laughs> i don't know what's going on big guy i don't know anything Hello. about <laughs> epidemics in,
1: in my my part of the
0: country i not, not my part of the world not me i mean it's not me Hello everyone and welcome to Roll and Move, the internet's podcast that takes a look at some of the weirder board games out there, sometimes card games, sometimes RPG games. We talk about what makes them work, what makes them not work. I am uh, your first co-host and one of the creators of Rough Draft Games, Thomas Youngerberg, and with me here as always is...
1: Garrett Lively, and not with us currently, but he'll be joining a little bit later in the episode. Is he? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna have to splice this together, I'm gonna put a little extra effort on our editor... Or we can make it a two-parter. We, yeah, we, we, You want to do two two separate episodes? All right, that's fine. We, can make, we can make this
0: two separate episodes. Sure. You know, it depends on how funny we are today. We'll we'll, 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 <laughs> we we'll, we'll assess carry, the damage. We'll the assess the damage at the end of the episode. If this is one episode entirely, yeah. then man was it rough in the editing room so just <laughs> you know put put those put those big those big two hands together and give a nice little prayer for tom that's right so, or garrett possibly we'll, we'll see, see. we'll know. see you never know when i pull in the ringer
1: however so. he gets frustrated or how uh, how frustrated he gets and he's just like Gary, you, you know th- you're doing this one this is your, not doing this is, this is your baby
0: <laughs> this is your baby this is your idea this is on you so, well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. But I don't I don't really know too much about this game. Garrett's only told me, like, little snippets of it here and mm-hmm. there. So it's going to be probably a little bit more explaining than, than would normally be done in an episode like this. Because I'm going to be building my character right. and playing this role-playing game. But right. don't worry. It's going to be, hopefully it should be. Give us a little bit of insight to wrap our heads around uh, what exactly we're playing. But Garrett, what exactly are we playing today?
1: Today, the Doritos, the Hot Pockets, the Bagel Bites—they're transporting us not to a dungeon, not to a castle, or the railroads, mm-hmm. but to the police <laughs> <The> headquarters. <railroads. laughs> but to the police headquarters of Metro City. Whoa! And Tom. Am I in trouble? Am I in handcuffs? You're not. No, no, you're not in trouble. You're 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 a sergeant, okay. and uh, you've been with the force for a while and actually you're three days from retirement uh and that is the name of the game i, I probably
0: should have said that a little more dramatically
1: three, three yeah. days until retirement
0: <laughs> <laughs> so everything up was just sort of lead up and that is the italia size that, that was it part. Okay.
1: and I, I completely mishandled that but here we are three days till retirement oh, um man. this is an rpg zine a dang steel at five dollars is what it what it claims. So this is a Does short. Say the
0: word dang. Does dang steel.
1: That's what they say, not me. That's that's their words, not mine. Let me
0: look at that box. Wow, a dang st- and they italicized the word steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, dang steel. Very glad that they did not cuss, cut, sir. <laughs> straight away from this book.
1: Well, yeah, we'll we'll see as we delve into it how how deep and dark this uh this police force is, but. Uh, this is a RPG zine, so it's a basically just a micro system for an RPG to use. It's not anywhere as complex as you know your Dungeons and Dragons
0: or your yeah. Pathfinders or something like that, where you need these huge compendiums and lore books. And uh, yeah, you got the gigantic foam book thick anthologies that you can get at your local board game store for pretty much like Shadows of the Demon Lord, Dungeons right. and Dragons. Exactly. This one, nice and thin. We're nice, talking maybe- probably thirty
1: pages, maybe.
0: Okay, that's great.
1: Yeah, and what's cool? So this was this is actually a tribute to the zines of the eighties and nineties. So I don't, I don't know, Tom. Did you see many zines in your childhood? Just I saw some because I had a couple skater friends, and they all published their own zines, and they were just these, you know, you asshole. You're
0: talking about Rocket Power. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm,
1: I'm actually not. I had a friend, Ian Ian Morland. He he did his own zine. And really? Yeah.
0: Swear to God. I thought you were because I was going to come in from the direction. I was like. The only zine that I've heard of is the one that Reggie published in the, the cartoon show Rocket Power. <laughs> no, I'm not. She, I'm pu- not she even published something though. called the Zine, the zine. or some, something along those lines, and no. I was just like, "Are you personifying your life as the squid <laughs> in Rocket Power?" <laughs> Enough '90s <laughs> nostalgia, though. But what are these zines? I've, I I don't really know that much about zines. The- are zines basically
1: really. just self published uh, magazines. There, basically, if you take a you. you Got your printer at home. You printed out these pages and you stapled them in the middle. These are actual just like computer-length sheets of paper stapled together to form a book. It's something you would like do in arts and crafts in second grade to Mm -hmm. put together a little book except that, you know, they're generally a little bit longer. Like I said, this one's about 30 pages. It was basically blogs before
0: blogs. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: Right. It's, it's a, it's a way to give voice to, and and usually they're all in like black and white, like, cause you know, you don't want to spend the extra money on the color printing, but Mm -hmm. sometimes they're on colored paper. Um, But
0: yeah, rich kids. I know the rich kids have the color paper, colored printing, Mm -hmm. bastards. Their
1: gel pens they could sign their copies with. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, these are. This was made. This game was made as a tribute to those zines. So it's it's kind of in the same format. And also, what they did is state within the zine. This that reproduction and distribution is totally allowed for non commercial purposes. So they want they actively encourage you to reproduce this book and hand it out to your friends and kind of redistribute it and get it ready to play. Um, so it's kind of bringing in that sense of community and trying to build up that role playing community, sort of
0: a grassroots movement. Exactly. That's, uh, that's interesting. I wonder what the biggest zine ever was. <laughs> um hang on I'm, I I'm going to I'm going to look that up. There's the one right with Johnny now.
1: Knoxville or not Johnny Knoxville but uh, Jeff Tremaine. I think Johnny Knoxville eventually came on. Uh Did he have, was was
0: Jackass a zine? No, but the they that group originated from a zine. Um what were they called? There uh, was a uh there was a zine or, or like there was a whole group called uh, No Mercy that one of my friends used to follow mm-hmm. that did like these pranks and they did like this. It was like a giant stunt scavenger hunt. And I think they had like the early web equivalent of a zine. Right. Uh, I feel like I missed zines because that was probably something that was going on pre-internet, before a lot of this right. stuff moved online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, so. was the, it
1: was at the is at the art. We would be you know
0: eight or nine years old when they were in their twilight. Yeah. So they, were, they were. I was not reading zines. <laughs> I was not reading zines at all when I was that age. Oh, there was a uh, a Star Trek scene that actually got pretty widespread publication called Spock Spock-analia. Mm-hmm which was all about uh, Spock. It does not surprise me that the uh, star Trekkies, the Trekkies out there, or the Trekkers managed to uh, get a zine pretty far. Cause I feel like that is, you would sort of need that avid community to, to help pr- promote a, uh, something that you actually right. have to remove the daggum staple and run it through run like 12 pages <laughs> through your printer. <laughs> like you have to find, you have to have like some pretty intense fans to do that. So not surprised that they're one of the ones I first found.
1: Big Big Brother was the one I was thinking of, that Jeff Tremaine. So it was like Jeff Tremaine, uh, Earl Parker, uh, Mark McKee, Johnny Knoxville, Bam Margera, Steve-O, Spike Jones, all contributed to, uh, oh, wow. to Big Brother.
0: And okay, so- it, it, it
1: was how skaters, you know, sixteen-year-olds could see nudity, naked women, and uh, cuss words.
0: Okay, so we we have these uh, these things called zines, and this one was specifically for an RPG. Correct.
1: Correct. So we have three days until retirement. And so we're going to kind of do this one. This is not quite as simplistic as the top 10 games you can play in your head by yourself. They do have a few mechanics and they do. It is actually a game. There are things that will happen. There are rules. There are uh, decisions you'll make and you're not going to know the outcome before you make the decision. So a little more complicated than that. But as we said, not as complicated as like your D&D, your Pathfinder, what, what have you. So uh, what we're going to do, we're going to be creating our characters. So today, Thomas and I will be creating his character. Um, And then, I guess, another episode or the end of this episode, Jeff and I will create his character. Uh, We'll give a little bit of the setup of the story so you kind of know what you're going into before we create our characters. And then after that, we will go into... This this story is going to take place over three days, and each day we'll... It says takes place anywhere. It takes about 30 minutes to, to an hour and a half, depending on the pace of okay. your group.
0: Do we know anything about the production company that made this thing? All right,
1: Tom, um, uh, let's go to dioxindump.com. D I O
0: X I N Dump.com. D I O X I N Dump.com. Okay. Please don't be porn. Please don't be porn. Please don't be porn. Got him. Oh, here we go. No porn. Very nice. and dump hazardous waste. See you at this thing. (laughs) Uh, Very interesting tagline. Uh, All right. So we have a company here uh, who makes these little zines. And oh, this is not their only game too. We have three days to retirement and we have beasts of virgin. Okay. So just the the way that they wrote three days until retirement, clearly they're embracing the, uh, it looks like the 80s movies. Yeah, Uh, the the typeface that they used is very much the, you know, you see it all over when anyone wants to sort of capture the 80s style. It looks like very aggressive paint strokes. So these guys are relatively new. It looks like they've been around since uh, September 2014 is when they were active at Webster University. If you go to their about page, it says Dioxin Dump Games produces weird games for you to do with your weird friends. We're obsessed with in-person social interaction. That's kind of weird. That is kind of, that is a very weird thing to be obsessed with. <laughs> <laughs> we love talking to people in person. Yeah, we love it. Believe it or not. High quality physical goods and sending your things through the mail. Our mission statement is that is actually just a really loud belch, but it translates to we're committed to making... Uh, the world a more interesting place through game stories and whatever dumb garbage we come up with.
1: Stuart P. Keating is the writer of Three Days to Retirement, and he is only I, he has a handful of RPGs according to RPG Geek. He's got, I believe, four: mm-hmm. uh, Escape from Grancho's Lair, Gold Timex Number One, Suburban Gothic, Three Days Until Retirement, and the Three Days Until Retirement Player's Guide. So, I guess three actually, and those all came out in twenty thirteen and twenty fourteen. So. He has been kind of, kind of quiet, kind of a smaller writer,
0: but apparently into RPGs. And uh, I like his his LinkedIn says that he's the uh, he's the president of beer, <laughs> I'm a possibly pretty, pretty the same uh, one. Yeah. Great title, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> the Stuart P. Keating here says he is the star of a local. Reality show. What do you know about that? I don't know.
0: It's. I like it. I like it when the guy that you're looking up has LinkedIn because you can just see President of Beer. I <laughs> designed and built all opened and low cost, high margin micro brewery in an old sale, uh, an, an old nail salon with two friends. So apparently he does, he's got his own brewery. Uh, he's at a for profit law practice designed to empower clients and, and fight the man. Uh, he is. So it sounds like he could be a lawyer. That's uh, possible. He's got Trash Czar is a start-up tabletop gaming company uh, that has successfully published several print titles. It's probably Mm -hmm. what we're reading right now. And he's also a host slash writer for Tenacious Trivia, or he was for uh, three years. This guy sounds like a very talented guy. I'm looking forward to seeing seeing what he does and testing out his little RPGs. I'm very interested to see the mechanics at work here. So, yeah, I think... Without further ado, what do you what do you say we plow right into this? Let's
1: podcast? plow in. All right, so um, since we have the freedom for non-commercial purposes to reproduce and distribute this, I can read verbatim, unlike our top 10 games I can play in my head, which I paraphrased everything.
0: Really? really? So Yeah. I'm is, quite... is, is that a rule that you, you cannot, on a podcast, read directly from the... I guess maybe that would count as an audiobook, huh? Yeah.
1: Yep, exactly. It, cool. it is an audiobook. It becomes an audiobook, and you're treated as such. So... Since we're not making any money on this, and this is just for fun, we're all all playing games here. All right, let's give the audience the full experience. (sighs) All right, let's set it up. It's Monday morning. Tom, the police chief, calls you into his office. You figure you're probably going to get your chops busted for something again. Ah, shoot. When you enter, you see the police chief. Some other grizzled veteran officers and some pencil-neck accountant-looking guy. The police chief pulls on a cigar and nods at the pencil neck, who coughs at the smoke and says, "We have a situation. There appears to be a rash of
0: crime throughout Metro City that might be related <laughs> in some way." What city is this guy living in? Is this like... Is that a New York accent, Gare? Uh,
1: that that's, is. That's the Dweeb accent from
0: uh, the, uh, uh, the, uh, middle middle <laughs> of the country, like Iowa. <laughs> Metro City, Iowa. I don't know. This guy's probably in the in the police accounting department. I i I' want to throw a stapler at him. can I do that listen we're we're not there yet, <laughs> okay, but you you're you, you just listen to this and yeah
1: I think you're on the right track. okay. It looks bad for the mayor, and it's an election year. We need this taken <laughs> oh care God. of now, and we need this taken care of
0: taken care of quietly.
1: It's almost cute how the nerdling's voice
0: cracks when he tries to sound tough. My god, what a what a loser. Oh man, I want to chew him out in front of my peers and really make him really make him go home and think he's less of a man. Never mind, continue. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor talked to the chief and he suggested some of your old school
1: officers would be able to take care of this quickly and discreetly. There's random muttering from the other veterans, and it seems like they're getting the same impression you are. This is a bullshit assignment, designed to extract the last tiniest amount of work from you guys before you retire. You've got three days until retirement. You're a sergeant, which means your pension won't amount to much. But you were never in it for the money. It's shameful how the city treats veteran police officers. The paper pusher notices your discomfort and raises his uncalloused, thin hands that they've probably never hurt anyone directly. Ugh. This is of such importance to the mayor that if you can bring in the perps, arrested or otherwise, you'll get promotions and retire as...
0: Lieutenants.
1: Wow. Your fellow officers quit grumbling. That's a couple hundred dollars extra every month. Gotta have that. Gotta have
0: that. I gotta have that. If I'm going to be able to afford all those uh, Stouffer's frozen (laughs) meals, I want to be able to bump up from banquet to Stouffer's. Let's go. Sounds
1: like you guys are finally getting the respect you deserve. When the well-dressed and intelligent pencil neck continues talking, everyone suddenly pays much closer attention. The officer that brings in the kingpin behind the operation will receive a special commendation, bumping their pay grade to that of a captain. You don't look around, but you assume that everyone else's jaw dropped too. If you bring in the brains behind this operation, there's no telling what you could do with that extra cash. It finally looks like something might go your way. We have a case, file, and surveillance photos here. You'll have to share them, though. Here's what we know so far. All right, Tom, that is the setup you... Or a sergeant, you're looking to get a little extra extra money as you approach retirement. Uh,
0: the city I gotta have it. I've, if I can move to Florida, that's gonna be perfect. You know, <laughs> I want to be able to sit in a nice get out. I, look. Get out of Metro. I, you're, you're ready to get out of Metro City. Yeah, I'm living in a big van right now. I would love to upgrade that to a Winnebago if I can. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna see. We're gonna see what my final score is and see if I can maybe uh, do that. Okay. So, cool. All right. So what do I got to do?
1: So we're gonna be creating our character and uh so this is a card based system. So we we have a I have some tables in here that are charts, and so we're gonna go through different statistics like your health, your um you're gonna have some quirks, you're gonna have some PTSDs, cool. and we're gonna draw a card and those are gonna establish your character. So I have these tables depending on the card we draw that, that will determine the kind of character you are. Interesting. And then, once we get into the story, we're also going to use a card-based system, and it's basically you're going to have a hand of cards every, every scenario, every day, and you're right. going to choose. I think you get different amounts of cards throughout the days. I like, first day you get ten or something like that, and so anytime you want to do something, like you would in D and D, so you know you would say in D and D, I want to make a, I want to flip over the wall and a, and attack somebody. Yeah. So you'd make a you know a dexterity or agility roll, and then you would make a combat roll.
0: Okay. This, you have your hand of cards. With actual dies. Uh, Oh, you're talking about with... uh, So that's
1: D&D. That would be D&D. And this, you you have your hand of cards. So say you have 10 cards, and you get to choose how much effort you want to put forth in trying to accomplish whatever task you say you want to accomplish. So say you want to uh, tackle a thug. You would play... You're like, all right, I'm going to play a 10 or something like that. And then I'm going to draw a card from my... I'm going to have a deck, and I'm just going to draw a card and flip it over. And if you beat my card, you succeed.
0: Let me <clears throat> let me just explain something real quick. Sure. For those of you in the audience who have not played a traditional RPG game, most of this stuff that he's talking about where you want to do an action or you want to do something uh, crazy or even you want to set up your you want to set up your character's initial stats. It's all done through dice rolls. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, you'll be opening the giant anthology of Dungeons and & Dragons and you're like, okay, what personality do I have? Right. And, like, you have a, you have a, let's just say, for the sake of simplicity, a six-sided die. And number one, it says you're a happy person. Number two, you're grumpy. Number three, you are a, a, a villainous person, right? Has different personality traits marked for each number. You would normally roll your die and that seems to be that seems to be the case for most uh, RPGs. It's all decided via die roll, and except same except thing. for
1: games like top ten games you can play in your head, in which case you just right. decide what happens. You just <laughs> decide whatever
0: whatever the heck you want to do. Um, but that's how it's done a lot of the times for uh, for traditional RPGs. So it's very interesting that they've taken something that used to be done in in through that through that dice rolling mechanic and and translated it to cards Mm -hmm. because it actually see it feels like that that would be a lot less cost efficient and it would actually be more limiting than just having like a million different possibilities written down in a book because I'm trying to think like that because that's Something that I've been going over in my head is like one of the benefits of doing a zine is it's a lot more cost efficient, especially because so, you, know, you don't have to do yeah. So publishing.
1: so I don't so like for example, it, currently in the character creation I have these tables and charts that tell me whatever card you draw. But later in the game when you make it like if you're like I want to tackle this guy, we're gonna see if you succeed or fail, and we'll just narratively continue from that point. So I, I don't have charts continuing continuing as we go okay. through the game, if that makes sense.
0: That's so interesting. Uh, I, I never would have thought of uh, taking something that worked so well for dice and doing it in cards. I yeah. guess we'll see how well so it works.
1: That's, that's why we're playing it here. Uh, right. Additionally yeah. and additionally to that, that, kind of that card system, you will also be giving lucky tokens. Depending on the uh, day it is, you'll get a different amount. And these lucky tokens you can either spend before you play your card or after. So if you play it before, uh, you will get a cheaper benefit... Um, you only have to spend one, and it will 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 kind of see what traits you have later in the game. But it'll it'll affect usually in your direction a more positive outcome for you. If you okay. wait till after the the GM or me plays their card, you have to spend two. Okay, okay. so you, you can either spend one before I play my card, or you can spend two after I play my card. Gotcha. Cool. Okay, so th- those are the basic mechanics of the game. So it's basically w- whenever you want to do something that will have a non-trivial outcome, we are going to uh, pull a card. Mm-hmm. And generally those are going to be in, I think, six separate categories. Let me uh, look, look at right here real quick. Uh, yeah, so we have agility, which would be dodging, uh, avoiding traps, chasing somebody, uh, balancing, stuff like that. Right intuition which would be searching for clues uh getting a gut feeling recognizing a pattern remembering something uh dumb luck which is i like this one when all else fails challenge the universe to a duel draw a card at random against the uh they're called it's gr in this Mm -hmm. uh you win the draw something goes slightly your way you lose something bad happens you tie draw again until you win or lose either way you burn the card you drew uh, then we have strength pulls, which is lifting a fallen support off a fellow officer, throwing a barrel, wrestling a gun away from somebody, holding a door shut, forcing a door open. Feats of strength, obviously. And then our personality, which is going to be interrogating people, intimidating people, lying. Charisma. Schmoozing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah. then finally, oh, sorry, one more technology, which would be driving uh, cars, boats, hacking, disarming a
0: bomb, disabling oh. a keypad.
1: Okay, If I I was
0: assigning points to these, I'd put, like, zero in technology. I'm uh, I'm going total boomer mode on this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense.
1: Makes sense. As you age, as you approach retirement, you're very often uh, not the greatest at uh, being able to set up your iTunes account.
0: Cash is king, all right? (laughs) Now let me go find an eighth grader to unlock my phone.
1: (laughs) All right, Tom, so we're going to establish who you are, which we've already established. You're a veteran police officer of the Metro City Police Department. Excellent. though you had aspirations of making it big as an officer, you like to get your hands dirty and you couldn't stand sitting behind a desk. Also, there's the whole short temper slash willful destruction of department, property, slash shot the mayor's dog, slash potentially psychotic thing. Though they've threatened to ask for your badge at least a dozen times, they never have because you're goddamn good at police work. You've got the nerve, the skills, and the intuition to crack the cases and get results. And after a long, satisfying career of keeping the peace, when it's not too
0: inconvenient, you're only a few days from retiring. So, what is your name? Uh, I just entered it here in the field. Would yeah. you like to read that? Yes, sir. So,
1: Tom's is going to be Broncus McHardface. <laughs> <laughs> the toughest of boomers that we the have ever seen. Boomer.
0: Big old beer gut. Hey, let me tell you something, kid. I drink IPAs, all right? So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty tough. I'm pretty tough. I have my cereal without any milk, and you're going to regret messing with bronchus. Never
1: went into Weenie Hut Jr. did your bronchus.
0: Never. All right, Not once so, in my uh, life. So, your health, alt cops are going to
1: start with 100 health, and we will just subtract from that as the story goes on.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So, our first card pool here is we are going to determine. Disturb- Sorry, determine your backstory quirks. So now we're gonna pull cards to determine some of your quirks, your backstory, your intuition, your career quirks, and your PTSDs. So uh, we have five cards here: backstory, intuition, career, PTSD, and lucky breaks. So let's uh, boom. right right, let's boom, do it. Boom, 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 boom. Five cards there, and it does say uh, face cards, which are generally the best. If you get no face cards. Uh, And no notable backstory. Sorry, bub. That sucks. All right. So let's determine your backstory. All right. All right. So we drew a nine of diamonds here for the backstory, Tom.
0: Oh, are you using... Oh, you're using a player. Like just normal straight up cards. Yep. Oh, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. And
1: uh, what that is going to be is you were a previous Golden Gloves boxer. Alright. Thanks to your recreational hobby of punching people in the head and getting punched in the head, you hit hard, but you don't think good. So you're going to have plus one to strength and agility pools, and minus one to intuition and personality
0: pools. Strength and agility, minus one, int and personality. So I didn't get any face cards. Uh, so well, I I've got I got a hand here. Yeah, you okay, got a queen. Good. Okay. All, All right.
1: right. And we are gonna pull three more. Okay. And this is gonna determine your intuition. And if any of them are a face card, that is good. So we got a king. So that is wonderful. So this is your intuition.
0: I got that fighter's instinct, baby. <laughs>
1: I'm a fighter, baby. I'm a fighter.
0: Uh, your intuition
1: is a little bit of Tibetan magic. Your methods are unconventional <laughs> but effective. So maybe, uh, maybe unlike most boomers, you 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 kind of agree with uh,
0: some Oriental. Look, I got this guy who just works wonders on your back. I think he's like a chiropractor, <laughs> and like I saw that he had like a. Sort of like a Buddhist uh, salt statue in his office, and I'm like, Doc, what is that? And the guy, like you know, in broken English, tells me he's like, Oh, it's just you know something that my uh, son gave me when he was uh, <laughs> he was he was traveling abroad. I was just like, Voodoo magic. Voodoo magic. <laughs> You've embraced and I, it. I, I embraced it. I embraced it. I embraced the Himalayan the Himalayan uh, <laughs> salt t- salt uh, Buddhist statues. I go into like Chinese restaurants and then like, you know, where they have the big Buddha statues uh, on display for mm-hmm. like, you know, when you, when you, you give it a little in. rub, I gave it a little rub. I rubbed the stomach for yeah. a little bit of good luck. Yeah. Well, uh, like we said, unconventional, <laughs> but effective.
1: Very You're going to get minus two to all personality pools with police officers. <laughs> <laughs> minus two, minus two personality. With pools specifically to other police officers. or to the man. And so in this game, the man is going to represent the DA, the mayor, judges, basically bureaucrats or government officials. God. And they're, they're unwittingly or sometimes wittingly going to stand between you and the dispensation of justice.
0: Oh man. I'm going to be a renegade cop. Look at this. Look, I'm a golden gloves boxer. I already have minus one personality. Now I have minus three personality, but oh well, well that's
1: that, and that's specifically with uh, police officers and the man. So mm-hmm. you know you're kind of going against the establishment, but you do right. get plus two to all intuition based pulls. Oh, sweet! I'm harnessing the energy of the of the world around. So me. if country. only you hadn't been hit in the head as a boxer, you'd be, uh, be a <laughs> you'd be quite the intuitive person
0: here. Okay. Well, uh, it was minus one to intelligence, right? Uh, it, that was intuition. I think you uh, just abbreviated it. For, <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was intelligence. I, I get my I get my character stats confused a little bit when they're shortened. If it's INT, DEX, you know, sometimes I get lost. But, all right,
1: career. All right, so we're going to pull two more cards here. And you did not get a face card, so you have a pretty undistinguished career. I'm sorry Shit. to say. <laughs> all right, and then for our PTSD... Wait, uh, nothing,
0: nothing for nothing
1: that? for your career. No, wow. so you can you wanna you can make something up, but you don't get any distinguishing uh, check or uh, addition, uh buffs or nerfs or anything like that.
0: Oh, man, that stinks.
1: Yeah, okay. Sorry about that, buddy. PTSD. Uh, so in your service, the thin blue line has gotten much thinner. We're gonna pull one card and we're gonna flip it. If it's a face card. We will determine your PTSD on the chart and write it on the character sheet. If it's not a face card, we have no debilitating mental problems. That is lucky you.
0: Oh, man. No face. Queen of Clubs. Oh, boy.
1: Okay. All right. uh, So your PTSD was the port of call in New Orleans. You're hopelessly addicted
0: to all manner of drugs. (laughs) Hopelessly addicted to all drugs. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, so
1: I I previously laid out the game. So generally, you get to pick which card or how much energy you want to exert to complete a task from your hand. Right, yeah. You are now going to pull all
0: cards randomly from your hand. Oh, my God. So I... Go I, I so I lose all decision making capability when it comes to like playing. Kind of, cards? Uh, we're not. That's that's the that's the nerve. Here's the buff. That's but awful. Okay. You get to draw
1: two cards and use whichever you prefer during combat. So you're gonna have your hand, and you're gonna pull from that randomly. But whenever you enter combat, you're gonna draw two cards from the deck, and you are
0: get, all my decisions random too. Like no, no no you can, you
1: you can you can make the so like you can say I I want to try and tackle this guy, and then you're just okay. gonna randomly play a card from your hand. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, man, this is awful. Okay.
1: Finally, we are going to determine our lucky break. So we're gonna reshuffle all these cards that I just drew. And uh, so we're gonna determine lucky breaks. So dodging bullets, knowing when to slam on the brakes, doing a high-speed chase, solving a case, all different skills, but require a good degree of luck. This part of character creation determines what you can do with luck tokens. All right, so I'm gonna draw five cards. I need something good here, baby. God, I need something good, I need that Tibetan magic. So let's see here, we're gonna have five lucky breaks here and you get to use, you can kind of choose which ones you wanna use when you play a luck token, okay? Okay. So we're gonna draw five cards, one, two, three, four, five. Our first card is the Ace of Clubs, all right. So the Ace of Clubs is going to let us, do you feel, that's called Do You Feel Lucky, Punk?
0: Oh, yeah. Dirty, hairy style.
1: And this is a once-per-day lucky break, so this is a a powerful one. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be able to draw a card and discard it. If it is not a two, you get to draw two cards during the next gunfight and add the results together, doubling your damage. I needed that. That's a good one. That's for gunfights. Hell yeah. All right, your next card is the Eight of Diamonds, which gives you the Kevlar Vest. Turns out you're wearing a vest. And you can buy equipment. Uh, yeah, we'll throw that under equipment. It, it's also. Well, no, no, no. Let's keep it under lucky breaks. Sorry, because you have to choose when to uh, expend the lucky
0: breaks. So. Oh, I see. It's it's that moment in movies where mm-hmm. oh the, the protagonist got shot, and then like they open their eyes like after they're on the ground, they go yeah. ah. My favorite one of those. There's uh, the it's
1: bringing down the house with uh, Steve Martin and Queen Latifah. Queen, yeah. La- Queen Latifah gets shot, but it turns out she had a cell phone, and that, the bullet just got stuck right there. So, Well,
0: <laughs> well hey, man, those old cell phones, <laughs> they called them bricks for a reason, okay? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so the Kevlar Vest turns out you're wearing a Kevlar Vest. Reduce damage by 30 during the combat. So, you know, again, you can spend one before the combat happens or two after it happens. Okay. Of your luck tokens. Okay. That's the Eight of Diamonds. You also have the Queen of Hearts. And the Queen of Hearts is Yippee Kaye. So we also got a little. <laughs> what's his name? Uh, what's Bruce Willis's character in? Uh, John McClane. John McClane. So you get plus one to every pull made in the building you're currently in. And then next we have the Queen of Spades. I got a lot of face cards. You got some good face cards here, yeah. The Queen of Spades is means you're hard boiled. You're not an easy egg to crack, but this case is. If you make an intuition pool while investigating a corpse or a crime scene, a dame in a red dress drops a matchbook with a major clue on it, equivalent to information two ranks higher than normally available. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. So that uh, that is just going to be much greater access to information uh, when you create, when you're in an investigation. Very nice.
0: I love all these tropes that yeah. are like mixed yeah. in. This is perfect. This is great.
1: And your final card is the two of hearts. And Probably that awful. is going to be battle scars. It's not terrible. Reduce damage taken by ten points, but suffer minus two to your next personality
0: based pool. I got a lot of debuffs for personality and intuition. <laughs> this is. That's
1: uh... what happens when you're a boxer, man. You you start to get that little uh little little
0: brain damage. Little. Yeah. Uh... Okay, so I have the lucky breaks that I have. are uh, do you feel lucky, punk? It's once per day. Kevlar vest. Mm-hmm. It's once for the whole thing. Yippee be yay. Is that, a, is that a standard sort of buff that goes across my entire adventure?
1: So, again, you can choose to play this before a card is pulled. So, like, if you're okay. if you're in a building and you choose to pull it, that's going to last throughout that building. Okay. So, yippee ki So, say so you would say, uh, I'm going to investigate this corpse right, here. If I'm, if I'm
0: going into, like, a gang building, you know, then right, I feel like right. I'm going to be doing a lot of you fighting. You might be ready to pull that, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, some of these I can use once per day. Others, it's once for the whole adventure. Mm-hmm. Okay, got
1: mm-hmm. it. No, no, I'm sorry. You can use those as much as you want. They're just limited by your lucky tokens. So you're gonna spend a lucky token.
0: Oh, okay. Spend a lucky token to activate each one of these. Correct. Got it. Okay. With the What's ex- my-
1: so the do you feel lucky, punk? Which is mm-hmm. your your really good one? Yeah is uh one so you're only going to be used be able to use that three times throughout the scenario. So that's the only one that's limited. All the others are only limited by your tokens. Okay.
0: okay. So what about my equipment?
1: So your equipment, Tom, uh and this is going to be pretty standard. You may also want to include your Kevlar vest, but every cop is going to have the same equipment. You have a badge, a service pistol, sufficient ammunition. So we're not going to worry about we're not going to worry about you running out of bullets uh, while you're on the case. You're never going to have to gonna go back to the weapons cache and get some more ammo. Gotcha. Get some more gotcha. 9mm. Okay. You've got a flashlight, a cell phone, a police uniform, Okay, and an evidence kit, which includes nitrile gloves, plastic bags, ink, pen, pad. You also have your police cruiser and a desk at the police station if you ever need to access those. And finally, you have a mortgage, an ulcer, and some old soft tissue injuries, and a healthy amount of distaste for hippies, commies, and scum. Wait, 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 wait what? <laughs> what?
0: I have an ulcer? I,
1: that's. Uh, that, I think that's all flavor tech. Hell yeah. So you, I think you've been playing your character pretty well so far. broncos McHardface. All right, and then... Finally, so this is uh, this is optional, but I, th- I think uh, to kind of fully flesh out this game, we we need to do it. This is going to be things that you would say, just things that your character would say, th- like like sort of or,
0: sort of taglines. Taglines, yeah, and uh, I, I and I'm gonna phrase. draw a
1: card here for you, okay. and it's the Jack of Hearts. Mm-hmm. And this some this is something you'd say, Mister uh, Mister McHardface. Okay, you might have won the crime battle, but we're gonna win the war by putting you in jail. <laughs> might have won the crime battle. That is
0: awful. That's something you'd
1: say. And then finally we're just going to get a single adjective that describes you and I drew the jack of diamonds
0: and you are corpulent. Wait, what? Corpulent. Alright, we need someone on the the definition. Someone's gotta look this up. Corpulent. That is a $10 word. Fat. (laughs) Fat. Oh no! <laughs> you know it makes sense. You know I'm talking about frozen dinners, but hey, this this fat boy still knows how to rumble. I got right. the pudgy fists.
1: All right, Tom. So we have built your character here. Uh, how okay. are you
0: feeling? I'm feeling I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I'm I think I'm gonna be able to take this city. I'm gonna be able to clean this town up. I'm gonna be able to chase out all these bad guys, put them in jail. Because I'm gonna win the I'm gonna win the crime war. They're all looking at the <laughs> short game, the crime battle,
1: but they really get, got to expand to their
0: horizons. What am I going to do to them? I'm going to put them in jail, <laughs> or I'm going to kill them and snort their freaking well, cocaine.
1: The, all right, so I, I think we should uh, we should. I, this has been a pretty decent little episode here, so I think maybe we'll break this into a two parter for the character creation. We can oh yes, we can, we can create a character so, with Jeff.
0: Next next episode, you are going to hear the beginning adventures should we do should we do a little bit a little bit of like just how how it sort of starts maybe find a nice like commercial breaks commercial break point you know where the screen fades to black and like how is he going to get out of this one should we go a little bit right well so
1: the thing is we kind of need we kind of need Jeff's character before we we dive into anything why do we need Jeff's
0: character
1: well we're going to build Jeff's character we need to we need to set the narrative and the other thing is I'm not totally prepared for that so. Okay. Right. <laughs> Should have done your homework. Well, you know, that. I I tried. At least I showed up. We uh we
0: don't know where Jeff is. Maybe he's uh he could be he could be dead for all we know. He could but be. Uh, We may
1: have to investigate.
0: Yeah. We might have to send in Broncus McHardface to uh investigate the situation. Get a couple of those uh, tires. Uh, yeah. Ah uh, well, this is gonna be an exciting series. This is sorta of one of the first multi part series that we've done. Uh, looking into this uh, RPG game here, yeah. but I'm very uh, I'm very excited to see how it works. We'll we'll see what we do if we uh, do an on air creation of Jeff's character, or or if we just create it off screen and we have him, have him join us. It depends. That's true. Depends but on if, how fast to If, if he's dead,
1: long. if he's dead, we'll write the we'll write the story to just phase him out, and uh, right. we'll hire somebody else to take his place on the podcast, and we're not going to say anything else about it.
0: That's right. It'll be easily replaceable. Interchangeable parts, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you we gotta keep the business moving. We gotta keep the keep the keep the keep the cycle going here. The nice circle of enterprise, as I like circle to call it. Circle of enterprise. That's what it is. That's what Mufasa said in the line, King, baby. I'm pretty sure. Everything <laughs> that the light touches is up for auction. And it can be yours. <laughs> is owned by somebody else. So if we are ending it there and you are outraged by this by us ending it there and you're even more outraged because we didn't do our classic Rough Draft Games review on Board Game Geek for the last episode I noticed that and you want to send us hate mail but you want to have restricted access to characters in order to do so there's a fine way that you can get all that out of your system you can hit us up at Rough draft games on Twitter. You can let us know how uh, how unsatisfied you are by today's episode. If you're just like, oh man, we didn't even get to start. You just created the character. I thought it was fun. Maybe you didn't, but you should let us know. We'd love to talk to you guys, anyways. How else can they get in contact us with the, with us, Garrett? If
1: you want to go ahead and create a character sheet for us, showing our PTSD, is our uh, career faults, the kind of how much we've been punched in the head. You can. Draft your own character sheet, email it to us, refdraftgames at gmail.com. I read every single email that comes through there, I promise. It's, uh, it's, it's only been two
0: so far, but they're they've been really good. It's so. got a couple of Wayfair coupons <laughs> that are coming through that you've you've really scoured those. You're like, guys, do we need any okay. baker's racks? <laughs> Like, no, Garrett, true. we don't need baker's racks. Oh, well, I'm still arguing
1: that. We'll see. I, I'll let you know if I get my baker's rack. Right. Okay. Also, uh, hit us up on our website, roughcraftgames.com. We've got some thematics if you want to see what kind of food you want to eat while you're playing <laughs> It's games. more than food. It's, it's yeah. food.
0: It's music. It's music. It's everything to enhance your gaming experience. It's it's other, not. It's movies to watch. It's TV yes. shows. Yeah. It's other games to play. We recommend and, uh, Pandemic right now. It's we've we've already done a,
1: we've already done a little bit for this here RPG, but I think it applies to all RPGs
0: and you know Doritos, Mountain Dew, Bagel. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sort of nods to the intro that we were doing there for you guys, and then lastly, uh, we we want to encourage you guys to go to uh, iTunes and rate this five stars and uh because that that sort of helps us uh, spread the word on what we're doing here and more importantly it's going to help us because down the pipes it's coming we are working on the Kickstarter page right now is All Rise our very own first game that we're going to try and publish and by having a group of people who we can interact with and that we can constantly uh chatter in your ear holes it really helps us spread the uh the word on what we're doing in any future games that we're that are coming out. So we want to thank those of you who have gone and rated us on iTunes. It really means a lot. And we want to encourage you guys who have yet to do so. Please do that. It really helps us out. Uh, Garrett, I mean, that's, that's all I got for the sign off. All right. Well, <laughs> and that's all up. I got. Here's what we'll I, do. I got nothing left. I'm, I'm ready for retirement. I'm, I'm ready to get out of this place. Huh? Here's what we're,
1: we're going to do, Tom. Okay. We're going we're gonna to enter the game a little bit. This will be the commercial break. We'll see if you can escape the podcast.
0: So this yeah. is sort of like the, the cold opening. Yeah, the, cold to the opening. Yeah. So
1: you're going to get to pick one of these cards to play. Okay. To, to determine how much effort you want to expend to get out of the episode. He's well, got I'm
0: an ace addicted of clubs. to drugs. I'm addicted to drugs, so uh, I don't true. even get to
1: choose. <laughs> you actually got a pretty good hand here. You got an ace and eight, a queen, a queen, and a jack and a two. So as long as you don't get that two, I think you're gonna do pretty oh decently here. So let's let's oh shuffle God. this here up. You go. drug addict. All right, bronchus. Here we is, go. Uh, this is plus. You also get plus one to agility. Don't you forget about that? Okay. from Your previous golden glove. You got the ace of clubs plus one oh uh, against the jack of diamonds. So Tom, you make a miraculous escape. We sign off. The music. Cuts out, we fade, and you hear me saying,